Hi there, thank you for joining us. I'm Jonathan Healy. With the exception of me, this week's Red Business is an all-female affair. Not by design necessarily, but by virtue of the fact that a lot of the people contacting us are entrepreneuring women. We'll hear about a masterclass in how to run your business, the new company that offers a masterclass in your lunch, and the group that's trying to convince young women to take up masterclasses in science, technology, engineering and maths. Which means my only role here really is to drag the tone down. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuB.com. Now, I want to talk about a really interesting initiative that encourages young girls to get involved in STEM, which is science, technology, engineering and maths subjects, which has been consistently a challenge throughout the educational system and not to mention the workplace. But I wish is an organisation that is trying to change that. And with me, we have Caroline O'Driscoll, who is the chairperson of IT at Cork, and Una Reid, who is associate director at Arup, which is a consulting engineering firm. You're both very welcome to Red Business. Thanks very much. Um, Una, I'm going to go to you first of all. Uh, tell me about how you got involved with iWish. Well, so we've actually been involved in iWish since 2015, since it started. And uh, Caroline and, and Ruth and um, it came to us and asked us, would we be involved in it? We're absolutely delighted to be involved in it because diversity and in, in encouraging young girls to study engineering is hugely important to Arup and we wanted to sponsor it in any way, shape or form we could. I know off the top of my head, I know three female engineers. Um, I'd say if we went back 20 years, we'd have been struggling to find almost that many in most of the firms. Or am I wrong? Well, uh, there's always been a small cohort, I suppose, but uh, we're, we're actively trying to encourage that percentage to increase. There's a, a, a huge lack of women in engineering, women in STEM, and that's really the, the crux of the issue we're trying to, to solve. And we're trying to encourage those statistics. Like at, at, in college, it's about 10 to 12 percent females. But um, diversity of gender diversity in business makes business sense. And so all the companies are trying to increase their percentage of female representation. And uh, to do that, we need to encourage females to study but STEM. From your point of view, from the perspective of the construction sector, which is a where you work, there's nothing to say that a woman can't design something better than a man, or a man can design something better than a woman. Surely it should be an equal plane. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. I suppose it's about attracting females into the business. Um, I've been an engineer for 20 years, and I've worked on sites, and I've worked in offices, and I've worked all over the world, and uh, no one's ever told me I was less or <laughs> less than a man, and I know I'm not. So, uh, yeah, of course it's a, leave, uh, a level playing field. Mm. Yeah. But do you think, it's, is it easier now than it would have been? maybe when you would have started out, albeit only 20 years ago, for for a, a young girl maybe in her early 20s to walk onto a site and to try to command what is traditionally a male environment. Yeah, I mean, it's easier now, yes, of course, because you don't have the difficulty with no female toilets, for instance. You know, I've been on sites with no female toilets. <laughs> Which would have been a challenge, yeah, I that is That's yeah. probably the biggest challenge, but that doesn't happen anymore. But, uh, you know... I have always been supported in my career. I've never found it particularly difficult to go onto a site and talk to people. When you know your discipline and you know what you're doing, people respect you. And that's that's actually what it's about. It's about respect and respect. Uh, Caroline, I'm going to turn to you because your background, of course, you were with IT at Cork and I wish, but you were with KPMG as well, yeah. the accountancy firm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very different environment uh, to, say, construction. But uh, have you noticed more and more women coming through uh, uh, and sticking with it? 
Yeah, so I suppose if you go back maybe when I started off um, in accountancy, there was uh, similarly a lack of women coming through. But now we're very fortunate, 50% of our intake would be women. And I suppose that's why we set up I Wish, because we actually wanted to replicate that type of success in STEM. Um, we set up I Wish three, four years ago, and if you look at the college statistics around Ireland, less than 20% of girls in the technology courses are women. It's about 20% in engineering, and physics is actually going backwards um, over the last 10 years, and there's been no change at all. And that's why we set up I Wish to actually focus on that and to get more graduates in. Because if you look at the Ireland in terms of attracting foreign direct investment, it's very much about talent, and we've got to secure that so talent but pipeline. But are, are, we, are we losing them young? Therefore, are we losing them when they're in secondary school? So the subject choices aren't right or maybe they're not being promoted properly at that all-important junior search year. Yeah, and I think when we looked at our our surveys, we surveyed the girls every year, so 2,500 of them um, responded last year. And it was really interesting insights. Um, And what stood out for me actually was 82% of those girls said they want a career where they can help other people but they were not choosing physics and chemistry and technology and engineering to leaving search or as careers. So, so an artificial barrier has been thrown up in their Correct. mind. Correct. Um, and what, what manifests for them, if they think about helping other people, they are trending towards nursing, teaching, caring professions. We need to change our language around STEM to make it attractive for these girls. We're not saying to girls, you need to be fixed. We want to work with what you want. So what we ask all of our speakers and exhibitors like Arup at I Wish is to show these girls how it is what you do helps other people. Because it does, because some of the fundamental challenges the world faces, the answer to all of that will be in STEM. And Mm. that's what we're trying to get across to the girls. Again, there's nothing preventing anyone from building a hospital as opposing to working in it in terms of gender, Una. And and like when you talk to the girls who come through the door, and I know you've had these big events, these big I wish events in Cork and Dublin, what do they say to you? That, that you know, 13, 14, 15-year-old who has the world literally at her feet. Yeah, I think it's, um, for me, I was surprised about the limit of choice actually in school because the girls aren't given the choice there. And then also society believes to be an engineer means you're going to build something or you're working on site. But actually being an engineer, I spent 75% of my time in the office. You're designing stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's to open that world of choice to girls to show if you study science, technology, engineering and maths, the world is your oyster. You could do anything. And, uh, and that to me is the power of I wish because you're connecting with the girls directly and you're showing them this world of opportunity and their eyes light up and they go away excited and change their choices. That's what we're seeing. They're changing mm. their choices. And, and, and like, what does that mean when you see somebody who you actually connect with, who might have, might have been humming and hawing or maybe, well, I might do this or I might do that. And then you go, actually, do you know what? You could be an accountant. You could be a chemist. You could be an engineer. You can be whatever the heck you want to be. Follow what you enjoy. It's an amazingly empowering experience when you see it happen. And uh, you see that at I wish. It's very much at the heartbeat of what we do. Um, we surveyed the teachers actually after the event and on average 40% of the teachers have reported that their students change their subject choices after attending I wish. So it is having an impact and it is changing those outcomes. And I think that's incredibly empowering that you can attend a one day event like I wish and actually change these girls' minds. Going back to when you were in school, um, only a short few years ago. Yeah, long time ago, (laughs) long, long time Um, ago. What was the deciding factor for you in pursuing the career that you did, which was accountancy? I mean, was there was there an inspirational moment? Was there an inspirational teacher? Um, 
not necessarily. I liked numbers, I suppose. I didn't start out in accountancy. I did law, actually, in UCC. Um, I liked the idea of advocacy. Um, but I left school in the late or the mid-90s when uh, I couldn't get a job in law and then turned my hand to accountancy. But I always had a grow towards numbers, I have to have to say, um, and ploughed on from that. But I think, actually, I probably my eyes probably weren't wasn't opened to this issue until much later on. Um, I probably just ploughed my own path, stuck to my own career, you know, thought we were all great, at every every woman was at the table, but actually realised well, but, and that, in STEM that, 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 that was wasn't prob- the case. Yeah, that was probably your own background or your own drive Possibly, that sometimes yeah. mightn't necessarily be there. Una, for you, was there a moment when you realised... Actually, do you know what? This is what it is. This is who I am and what I'm going to be. Yeah, I guess uh, my dad was an engineer and my eldest sister was an engineer, so engineering was always in our house. Um, it really wasn't much of a choice then, no, was no, there? No, no, not yeah. at all. I think that's the difference, actually. There was every choice. My parents were completely open to me doing whatever I wanted to do, um, but I, too, liked maths and problem solving, and so towards secondary school, I was kind of swaying towards engineering anyway. But... Uh, um, yeah, so so it, it, I think that's it. At home, my whole family life were open to me studying engineering. There was never a closed door, always encouraging. And I think that's the difference with a whole lot of the girls that come into I Wish. They don't have that open environment where people are saying, you can do whatever you want. You know, if you like maths, do maths. It's not that hard. We'll give you help. You know, so it's, mm. it's about that encouragement. And look, I suppose the other side of it is you talk to teachers. Uh, and if you're talking to teachers... What do you say to them? Because they're the they, they hold the keys to the kingdom in they many do. ways, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, and that's a key. That's definitely key because we're actually showing what we do in Arab to the students, but we're also showing what we do in Arab to the uh, teachers, so that their mind is then open to encourage the girls to study these subjects. You know, so we're showing them this like. You know, Arup is a building consultancy, of course, but we have every type of engineer under the sun working for us, doing all sorts of design, uh, computation analysis, you know, like do environmental design. You know, the, the, really, the options are massive. And so if you convince a teacher of the power of that, they're mm. then convincing all of their students. Uh, look, I've been lucky enough to be at a few network events where I was along, obviously in the minority as a man, um, but learning a lot about... I, I suppose how important it is to spread the message and to make sure that people understand how important all of this actually is to 50% of the population who are women. Do you think we have kind of moved to a point now, Caroline, where it is less of a challenge than it was, or are we still at a very early point on the journey to getting to the, to the stage at which you know these barriers, this inequality, the, the preconceptions are gone? So I think in the last five years, something has changed in terms of equality and we're talking about these issues more than ever. However, I am, I suppose, a statistician, a statistician I suppose, and I'm fond of the numbers. And You love the, the numbers. Yes, That's the third time you've them, mentioned right? the numbers. But the dial has not changed. So statistically, women are still not participating. And there's probably two things I would say. Picking up on the teacher point, um, 94% of girls are highly influenced by how a subject is taught. So teachers are key gatekeepers here. Um, and this year at I Wish, we put in a new teacher zone to help support teachers to bring that back to the classroom. So you just don't influence that girl on the day with the thousands of students that a teacher meets during his or her lifetime. The second thing is parents um, in terms of their influence. And we're asked a lot, you know, well, what job can I be? What, what can I do? I think we need to think more about skills. Um, 65% of primary school students today will work in jobs that don't yet exist. How do you prepare (laughs) your son and daughter for that? You've got to think about giving them the skill set to bring them through the jobs of the future. 
and that is in STEM, um, and that's where the jobs and it's the economies the, the of tomorrow are going to be. The core are going to be the Correct. same. Correct. Yeah. So just give them those building blocks. What would you say, Una, to 13-year-old you right now, knowing what, what has gone on, and, and I suppose if you were 13 now, what would you say? I would say grab it with both hands, go for it. There has never, ever been a better time to be a female in STEM because we are in demand. You know, um, having a diverse workforce and a gender balance in your workforce makes you stronger, business resilience, attracting and retaining the best staff, you know, and, and more innovative, better decision-making. So we're in demand. Every company is looking to increase their gender balance. ARP is in excess of 30%, but our target is 50%. And, and that's across the board. So the opportunities for females in STEM are massive. So go for it. Well, here's hoping after I wish uh, both in Cork and in Dublin that there will be many conversations had at many dinner tables along these lines and you've uh, helped form the careers of tomorrow. Caroline O'Driscoll, uh, chairperson of IT at Cork and Una Reid uh, from Arup, both of whom are involved in Irish. Thank you very much for joining us on Red Business. Thanks very much. Thank you. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business, improving productivity with the latest Apple technology, CompuB.com. Now I want to talk about another food venture, and this is called Ruth's Kitchen. And the person behind Ruth's Kitchen is Donna O'Driscoll, who's with me now. Donna, how are you? Good, thank you. you? Tell me a little bit about Ruth's Kitchen. Where is it, first of all? Ruth's Kitchen is based in Musgrave Park. I have a production kitchen in Sunday's Well RFC. So we base, um, it's delivery based only. Is like there is is that most great park now? Irish Independent Park. Irish Independent. Sorry. So yes. it is the, yes. the actual rugby. It is st- in the rugby okay. stadium. Yeah. Now, do you feel kind of the weight of history on your shoulders going through there every time, or is, <laughs> um, have you gotten used to it at this stage? I'm used to it, and it's in a great location to get to places very quickly on the link. So yeah, it's perfect. So we know where it is. Yeah. What does it do? We provide a lunch delivery service. Um, we order online. And you can order from 7.30 to 10am every day and we deliver to you before one o'clock and our menu changes daily. So is it all online then? Do you do it through social? How do you get, how do you tell people what the specials of the day are? um, You join a mailing list and that is sent to you at about 20 to 8 every morning. And then the link is embedded into the mailing list and uh, you can order from there. So um, we change the menu manually then behind the scenes. Uh, now, this is obviously something you spent a lot of time thinking about. Yeah. Let, let's go back in history a while. What's your background? How did you decide that uh, this this business was for you? Um, my background is chefing, so I'm chefing 16 years in May. And um, obviously the romantic idea would be to open a restaurant, but financially it's quite, you know, it's it's a lot to take on. There's an awful lot of them around yeah, as well, yeah. isn't there? And um, that kind of strain wouldn't, well, well, financially and the stress of it, I don't think would suit me starting off because you kind of have to build up a reputation before anything. Um, so yeah, this was an idea that I came up with that was kind of leading to building a brand and then maybe down the line when I kind of have... Um, a bit of a reputation that we could go the restaurant route but who knows um, So the idea now is that you order online yeah. you send it in and mm-hmm. it is prepared and how is it dispatched then? We deliver it um, You deliver it yourselves we you, deliver, you don't yeah. use Deliveroo or no, uh, some No we deliver it ourselves apps. we have our own van um, Yeah so we deliver so we leave at about 10.30 and we, we, we manage to get to everywhere by one o'clock. Some days it's a bit hairy, but we do manage, yeah. So, I mean, it's only a couple of months old. Well, it'll be a year old, I think, actually in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So in that time, how much business have you managed to attract? Um, I say a lot, really. And, you know, social media is a huge uh, part to play in that. But I think for me, 
word of mouth and luck have been a huge element in us succeeding in the first year and um, new places opening and Cork new offices and they're kind of looking for something different and they want to kind of impress their new staff and you know they look you up and you know on Google and we pop up and there we are. The temptation of course is to go in dressed in a clown costume saying here's your sandwiches and start juggling them yes. but presumably you don't you're, you're more subtle than that I'm guessing yeah. yet the presence is felt so how, yeah. how do you how, how do you announce your arrival onto the floor of an oh, office? Um, usually reception are notified um, you drop and then they notify the people in the office or wherever you're going. You've never uh, been tempted by a costume? No never. <laughs> Sometimes I do feel like a clown artist. Uh, I'm just giving you the idea, Donna. It may be something you can use yeah, later on, yeah. as long as you credit me. Um, and and then as you move on, like corporate catering is a huge area. It is. That yeah. There's not that many players actually working in, and at least the ones who do it right yes. for what you want to do. Yeah. How how much growth do you expect in that area? I would expect a lot of growth this year. Um, even just from last week when we reopened after Christmas, like we've we've had a few new clients on board already. Um, so it is a huge part to play because lunches can be quite up and down. You know, especially in January, people are trying to save money or you know for loads Watch of different reasons. Trying holidays, to eat healthily as yes, well. Yes, everything. Can, can, can I have one salad leaf? Yes, and a bit of yeah. cucumber. Yeah. So um, the the corporate catering really kind of keeps us. Um, afloat so to speak monthly um, and you have more scope with it as well because people kind of come to you a lot a lot of companies and they say we want to do something different we want to do kind of a we have one company they're American so for 4th of July they want to like an American themed breakfast or you know you get kind of uh, what's the word use your kind of initiative uh, initiative and um, flair Flair. So you can kind of like go outside the box. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and look, is, is that, you said you've done this for 16 years yeah. and I know you were telling me you worked in Nash 19 as mm-hmm. well for some time. Um, uh, it, it, the flair is important in the industry. Absolutely. Because if you, you know, it's grand, you, you can make a sandwich and it can look grand, but if it doesn't look really good, yeah. people won't want a second yeah. one. And it's the ingredients as well, I suppose. But you really, days are long and you know you get fed up and tired and you know it's early mornings and things go wrong as they always do in new businesses and old businesses things go wrong and you just have to deal with it but I think if you have that behind you and you have a love for food and love for local produce then it's still going to be in the pit of your stomach on the bad days saying okay tomorrow dust yourself off we're going to make a new menu and it's going to be great and they're going to love it. And at the moment is it just you operating out of Mosley Park? It's um, just me and then I have two part-time girls as well so they kind of alternate we alternate the week the full-time week between the two. So in other words so there's kind of two of you always two, there. Two yeah yeah. So you are the one man band Yeah right and now. I do the deliveries as well so yeah. I tell you invest in a costume it, it, it yeah. is Stand you in good stead. Yeah. Well, if people want to get in contact, what's the best way to do it? It's by email info at rootskitchen.ie. That's R-O-O-T-S kitchen.ie. Okay, very good. And are you on the Facebook thing? Yeah, we're on Facebook and Instagram and uh, that's it. Yeah, we're yeah on Facebook Twitter. and Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so very good. Yeah. You're, you're there, you find them. Roots Kitchen, yeah. Donna, it's a really good thing. And you have learned the key to success on Red Business, which is by bringing a bag of food. So congratulations <laughs> on that as well. Thank you very and much. And I look forward to eating that once we get out of here. Donna Driscoll, thank you so much Thanks, for joining Jonathan. us. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB, Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com Now, I want to talk about something that's happening soon in Cork. In fact, at the Maryborough Hotel on the 31st of January next is the AIB Women in Enterprise Masterclass. And to tell us more about that, we've Joanne Hessian on the line. She is the founder and managing director of the Entrepreneurs Academy. Joanne, how are you? I'm great, Jonathan. How are you? 
I'm very well. Thank you for joining us on Red Business. What is this masterclass about? So the masterclass is part of an initiative that AIB are running to help female entrepreneurs to build their leadership skills. So it's all about building your inner leader and um, looking at enhancing, really just getting better at leadership. A lot of people focus on management issues in their businesses, but this is all about leadership. And is that as much of a challenge as it would have been previously? And we're speaking to people on this podcast today about how it is a little easier for women to do business now, but we're not there yet. Um, It's not particularly a female issue, but a lot of times people don't realise that they become a complete cap on their business or they become a lid on their business. And that when you're growing a small business and you're growing a startup and into small, into slightly bigger business, that it's often the person that's running the business themselves that uh, can cap the growth or can cap the development of that business. And we often stop stop um, investing in our own learning. And so this is all about, OK, how do I become a better leader so that I can lead myself better, lead my business better and lead the people around me better? Is it a case of businesses sometimes plateau um, and it's not unique to male or female, but is it have you identified that as potentially an issue for uh, female business owners? Um, there is no doubt that business Look, running a business is really is really it's really challenging. It's it's amazing too. I do it myself and I I would never not do it. But it is challenging. And we can we, we can definitely plateau. We we you know, we we can knock it out of our own way sometimes with our businesses because we get so stuck in the operations and the management of it. So this is all about pulling yourself outside of your business, looking back in it and saying, Okay, how can I do this better and how can I really make this into the maximized potential of both myself and this business. Uh, so look, your background is very much in this area and helping people to do this. Do you find common problems emerging when you speak to entrepreneurs? Yes. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, and, and and oftentimes it's with this size business that we're targeting here now um, and targeting to help because this is this this is great. Look, there are programs for startup businesses. There are programs for those that are in the really high growth phase um, business. But there haven't been real leadership programs for those people that are looking to move their business onto that next step, that they've done that kind of uh, in initial getting it growing and off the ground in the first few years, but really moving it on to that next step. Uh, and that's what this program is going to address. We're going to look at what do you look, need to look at within your own leadership skills? How do you build your influence? Um, how do you build your team? How do you build your inner circle? Who needs to be in your inner circle? And I mean, some of this sounds a bit sort of woolly, but it's absolutely not. There is great research out there that shows that it is all about the character and values of the leader and it's all about leadership uh, that we need to be concentrating on to get better return on assets and get better profit in our business. Well, let's speak to somebody who has been part of the Masterclass before and has benefited from it. Gabrielle Sisi is co-founder and director of Active Health and you have a strong connection with Cork, Gabrielle. Well, I was born and raised in Cork and indeed did my my education also in Cork with a BCom from UCC and kicked off my career there in a family owned business uh, down in Yall, a textile firm, Um, and then headed off to the overseas, shall we say, for looking for greater opportunities. 
And tell me a little bit how you fell into active health then, which is, it's a chain of of orthopaedic centres. So the journey started back in end of 2009 uh, when I was living in Germany and we had a number of, still have a number of physical rehab clinics operating there under a different brand name, under a different ownership and, and, and business management model. Um, And we had patients coming from northern India who basically said, look, we really need this in India. Um, Would you come and and meet some potential uh, partners uh, or investors and and see where it could go? Um, Which we did. And we spent a couple of years researching the market, working with different organizations, Um, to see the potential for our services there and indeed discovered, of course, that there's a huge need for um, expert healthcare, particularly in the field of of physical rehabilitation. Mm. So we we decided to to make the leap um, and uh, and started the adventure that was and is Active Health. Now, you've been involved in Active Health uh, uh, through your entrepreneurial journey. What did you take away yes. from the masterclass that you went to? The masterclasses, um, the goal really is, of course, to uh, equip um, particularly women in, in their own businesses with various insights and skills that will help them grow the business, uh, both professionally and personally. Um, we've, we basically spent a day uh, taking the lid off and, and looking at what it is um, we do uh, from a business perspective, um, challenging what it is we do, and particularly in the eyes of the consumer and very much um, it, it forced us to to address the tough questions which we very often uh, avoid in the day-to-day running of a business um, we avoid addressing them and some of these questions are, are very fundamental like what exactly is my business and you know the questions like how do I reach decisions what's my leadership style how can I improve um, and I think in running a business day to day, we we tend to hit roadblocks, we plateau in certain skill areas, and these masterclasses um, from AIB very much help with um, removing some of the the myths around running a business successfully, and just basically giving one insight and and best practice skills to to improve specific areas where one may be weakened. And Joanne, finally, back to you. Uh, if people want to get involved in this, how do they go about doing it and when is it on? Okay, great. So we have a masterclass, which is a half-day event that's happening on the 31st of January in the Maryborough Hotel, fantastic hotel down there in Cork. And um, you can log on to that with aib.ie forward slash women in enterprise or through the Entrepreneurs Academy website as well. If you just go on to uh, the Entrepreneurs Academy forward slash women in enterprise, you'll get it there too. Um, or Google it and you'll find it that way. And then you can also apply to go on the six full day uh, women in enterprise leadership program. And it's a full day, really top class leadership training program that's being fully funded by AIB, which is fantastic.
Okay, Joanne Hessian of the Entrepreneurs Academy and Gabrielle Sisi, co-founder and director of Active Health. Thank you both very much for joining us on Red Business. Great, thank you. My thanks to all my guests this week. If you want to get involved, redbusiness at redfm.ie. Neave Hennessy produced, and we'll catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuB.com. Compu-B.